Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and Redeemer. Amen. First of all, I just want to say thank you to Martin and the ministerial team for giving us local preachers the opportunities to sometimes lead the um, evening services. We are eternally grateful to you for that opportunity. Thank you. I chose this, um, this parable story because I just love praying. Um, I'm a woman of prayer and it's something I enjoy. So before I start the sermon, I'll do an illustration for you. A very enthusiastic Pentecostal minister, full of energy and zeal for the Lord, went to visit one of his congregational members who was critically ill in hospital. He entered the room and saw the man lying in bed and his body covered with tubes and wires. Without hesitation, the minister strode to his bedside and began to pray fervently for him. Soon the man started to wave his arm frantically about, as if responding to the minister's prayer. This encouraged the minister even more, and he prayed more and longer. And at the final amen, the minister opened his eyes just in time to see the man reach out for a pad and a pencil. He quickly wrote something, passed it to the minister, then turned his head and passed out. The minister was deeply moved to think that his visit to this man had occurred just in the nick of time. He looked at the pad and read these words. You are standing on my oxygen tube. <laughs> you see, sometimes it is easy to misread people's actions. Not all I'm waving is an expression of exuberance, or in the case of this man, an answer to prayer. Not all laughter is the laughter of happiness. Not all tears are tears of sorrows. And not all shouting is the shout of triumph and victory. Jesus even warns us that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 1 of our reading states, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Now, of all the things in this world that should be of significant value, prayer, without doubt, should be at the top of our lists. However, for so many, that is not the case. Because prayer gets relegated to the bottom of many, many priority lists. Why is this? It is because we are in this social media age where we find it easier to connect 
talking or texting on our mobile phones, spend more time surfing the internet, spend more time worrying about money, especially those with money invested in stocks and shares, spend more time landscaping our homes and our gardens rather than our prayer lives. Nothing wrong at all with doing any of these, I may add. But the sad news is that of all these intangible items, you know, all these tangible items cannot sustain us in the midst of tribulations because physical possessions are temporal and can vanish in the twinkling of an eye. But prayer provides spiritual maintenance and sustenance for the upkeep of our souls. So if there's anything of value in this world, as Jesus was telling us earlier on, it is the significance and necessity of prayer, sometimes persistent prayer, because prayer is a struggle of searching, of seeking, of bringing ourselves to God as we build that essential relationship with him through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus used a shady character in this parable, a dishonest judge, to make a point about the goodness of God. A widow was wronged by someone, and her case was in court. In many parts of our world today, courtrooms can be very, very corrupt. In the part of the world where I came from in Africa, the judges, not the law, sets the agendas. Only those who were approved and accepted could have their cases heard. This usually meant bribing the judges or their assistants to get their cases heard. The judge in our parable story was a dishonest man and a pagan. He was never in a hurry to settle the widow's case. The widow had several obstacles. Firstly, she was a woman with little standing before the law as it was in that society. Secondly, she was a widow who had no husband to stand with her in court. Thirdly, because she was poor, she, she could not even offer a bribe, even if she wanted to. It was a very discouraging and frustrating situation. But Jesus tells this story to contrast our status before God. The widow was poor, yet we are rich and prosperous in Christ. The widow had limited access to the judge, but we have an open door to God at any time without any restrictions. The widow had to beg, to plead, ask for mercy, like I say again, we have unlimited, we don't do none of that. We just have, we can just tap into God at any time. The widow was a stranger. 
We are God's family because we belong to that family of God. The judge gets worn out. God never gets worn out. He never gets tired. He might be fed up with us barging in with our prayers and get fed up with us a bit, but he will listen. Best of all, we have Jesus, who is our advocate, forever interceding for us. And he has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit. What a privilege it is to serve God. As the widow kept going to the judge to ask for protection and justice, she was forced to rely on what she did have, and that was persistence. And like the widow, we also have gifts, talents, and or hidden ability we can use at various challenging times in our lives if we are pushed too far. I have to admit though, there are some things I'm tired of praying about and not getting the answers. And I'm sure many of you feel the same. Yet perhaps like you, I am compelled to continue not knowing the outcome. God is telling us tonight not to ever give up on our prayers. Never ever give up. This spiritual discipline should be a continuous part of our relationship with him. We are not to get tired, be discouraged, or give up, but instead, we must learn to be persistent in our prayer lives, just like the widow. And we have to learn to push. And that push means pray until something happens. Why? Because Jesus says we are to pray continually, persistently, and fervently, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Because prayer is an act of submission to God's will. It's not an attempt to force his hand. Prayer admits that only in God can our concerns be resolved. Because the very act of prayer proclaims that he is in charge, not us. So if God seems silent at times, which many times I mean, I, I do experience that. He's very, very silent. It is because he has a better plan for us. And what we're asking is not good for us. He might have a different timing to ours. Or even a way to answer our prayers that has not been revealed to us as yet. Now, through the widow's persistence, the judge granted her request just to get rid of her, which shows us that though the judge has the authority to act and effect change, he is self-centered and lacks compassion. Fortunately for us, God is a righteous, truthful, compassionate, and loving judge willing to step in and help us. Jesus pointed in the parable that if a dishonest person like the judge can be persuaded to make decisions, how much more likely will our loving, honest father in heaven listen to our pleading? 
Jesus ends his parable with a pacing question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on this earth? Jesus is questioning whether he will find faith in you and faith in me upon his return, meaning faith in action. I believe that the widow had incredible faith. She never thought she would lose her case just because she was poor, single, a widow with no husband or lawyer to take on her case, and no friends in high places. She needed none of that, but instead concentrated on what she had. A brave front, a strong heart, a vocal stand, and a winning persistence. Now, how is your prayer life? Have you given up and become weary in, in seemingly unanswered prayers? Or do you have tenacity, just like the widow? Have you resolved now to push? Pray until something happens, even more. If you are especially experiencing power failure with your prayer life, always remember that just as you charge your mobile phone every day or often, just to give it the power it needs to work or operate, it's the same principle we apply to our spiritual batteries, and that is we need to charge it to sustain, to tap into God, which can only happen when there is a solid connection. Now, just to let you know that you cannot spend time in the presence of an all-powerful and an, an almighty God and not be moved to a higher place of faith. The more we know God, the more we understand the things of which he's capable of. The more we spend time with God, the more of his power we carry with us. The more this takes place in our lives, the more we realize that it is not about us, but that we are merely a channel for his power and grace, which enable us to boldly proclaim Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through him that is Christ, who gives me strength. Persistence worked for the widow. It can also work for us when we stubbornly push, and what is that? Pray until something happens. And we dig in with our prayers. Amen.